Living in a refugee camp or in a shared refugee home is not easy, especially not if you are a woman. Many refugee women are victims of discrimination on a daily basis. As asylum seekers, they are marginalized by racist laws and discriminated as women, often even sexually harassed. Daniela from Togo lives in Münstertal in a house with six men and two other women. Daniela talks about the bad experience in the apartment and how she does not feel safe where she lives. Là où je vis, on était dans une, avec des familles avant. À un moment donné, les familles sont passées parce que c'est trop loin de la ville. Il faut marcher chaque jour. Where I live in Munchetal, we were together with families before. At a period, the families got transferred because the place is very far from the city. One have to walk half an hour to get to the center. Because of that reason, the administration decided to transfer the families and brought six men in. In the house. We only have one toilet and two VC. One of the guys dated me before and I said no. One day, while cooking in the kitchen, the young guy came and told me that he likes me. I then replied that I don't understand the meaning of that. He then wrote, I love you. I didn't reply. He asked me if I got a boyfriend, which I replied yes. He asked me why am I then living here? I told him that the other guys in the house knows my boyfriend, but still it didn't stop bothering me. He used to touch his dick whenever he sees me and look right into my eyes. I definitely told him that I will call the police if he do not stop doing this. Since then, he became so aggressive. He doesn't greet me and I doesn't greet him too. Whenever there is a problem with the common areas in the house, I can't talk to him because he used to shout at me. It is so stressful and worrying being in this situation. Whenever I am late back home, I am scared to meet him on my way. He can rape me at any moment. That is my feelings. The boys in our house used to knock out our door in the night. One of my neighbors was mad at them and promised to call the police. One member of the helper Christ even came around and talked to them and warned them about the policies in Germany. It is difficult to live with men together in a living house. Six men and three single women, I think it is not normal. I talked with our social worker, but she couldn't help. I am living in the fear. Men in asylum houses used to see women as sexual objects and not as women. I hope something will be done about this situation. C'est pas normal. Je vis toujours dans la peur quand là où je suis avec. Mais il y a un parmi eux quand il est là, lui il est un peu. C'est lui qui est un peu la tête. Les autres là, quand ils te regardent, attends que objet pour c'est sûr quoi. Ils te regardent pas tant que femme. Similar to the situation of Daniela is that of Mary, who lives in Hannesheim near Berlin. She lives in a camp with her daughter. She has duldung. That implies that she could anytime be deported back to Somalia. But she has her daughter who was born here and her father lives here. Also because of the duldung, she cannot be transferred to another place. But she needs it. She does not feel safe in the place she is living because of her ex who beats her anytime he sees her. Mary tells the story from her way to Germany to the violence she faces in the camp. My, my father is from Somalia and my mama is from Kenya. Through the way to come in 
German, I come by ship. And if your one man helped me to put inside the ship, but I didn't pay anything, but say that he helped me. When I enter in the ship and then I reach around, when on the way, he was trying to force me to sleep with me, try to force me that I can, I help you, you have a problem, so now you can give me to do a sex. But I say, no, you tell me you help me. Helping is not that I have to give my body or I have to pay you. Say, oh, but he tried to do one, two times inside the ship. So I didn't have any anything to do because I, I need help. I need to come out from that side. Okay, when I reach here, he dropped me and then I go to the police station and then they take me to Eisenhüttenstadt. And then Eisenhüttenstadt, I come, they give me transfer for Hennestorf. I reach in Hennestorf. After one year in Heim, Hennestorf, I got a boyfriend. He's from Cameroon. So we have a friends like six months and then I see it's not it's not good. We cannot be together. And then I move on. I start to go to Berlin. I start to go to club to enjoy myself because I was not, I'm, I'm staying home and uh, sometimes it's boring. I can meet with other people. I go to this club. I go African bars. When I go there, I get uh, I meet one man. He's from Sierra Leone. And then we start to be a friend. A friend with jokes sometimes. He's going to walk and he call me. Come help me to, to cook me. I'm going to walk and then he start and then we start to be a friend, love. We start to be a boyfriend and girlfriend. Sometimes I go to sleep with how two for three days. And so in time, I'm not coming back maybe weekends, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm coming on Friday, mm -hmm. Monday. So this man here in time, he, he starts to go, he starts to make his things and then he, I don't know, he started like he, he wanted to fight, why I go out, what, what. And then in me, I continue to go out with this Sierra Leone man for two years, two years or three years. And then I get pregnant. When I get pregnant, I born a baby girl here mm -hmm. in Deutschland. And then when I, I born my baby, I'm still in Heim. So the man which I have, Sara Leone, he already married because he's Muslim. We say he have to marry two or three. I say, okay, it's okay. And then me, I'm, I'm staying in Heim. So this my, this my ex-boyfriend, he's the one starting now, starting beating me mm -hmm. on the on the road. I have a kind of a, kind of a small baby. Sometimes in the stairs we meet he pushed me sometime on the road and then he, on the road he just come and when he see me I'm coming other side he, he jump he come to my side he try to push me he try to talk badly after he do these things for me he the one first to go to the police when me I go to the police to report there is man disturbing me I don't know because if I see him I don't know what can he do because I have a baby I don't have power he's a big he, he have he's a big person he's mm -hmm. a big he have a big when you see man he's tall and big. I said, I don't know. And he acted like he's drunk or he's not drunk, he's not okay. When I go to police, they say, no, someone already come and report you. Okay, I go. When they, they write me a letter to go to police, I ask him, how can I, me, how can I do any, anything with this baby and this man is big past me? me I'm, how can I try? He said, you are calling him crazy. I said, me, I don't know him if he's crazy. I'm not a doctor. He used to be my ex before, but now he see me, I have a baby. Baby Maybe because with another man, he tried to, to push me to do things, he, to take you dead water and pour it for me. When I go to the office, I say, this man is disturbing me in the social office. This man is disturbing me. They say, we don't know what to do. This man, we try to talk to him, but we don't know. We cannot stop him. I say, okay, when you cannot stop him, say, let me go and uh, see these people who help refugees. In the I go and tell them, they say, let, let us write a letter to help you. 
maybe they can look flat for you to move to be far with this man. I say, okay, we write a letter, there's no answer. If I want to go out, I have to make sure that this man is already gone, or I have to look up or down, is around, and then I go quickly with my baby, and then I go out. But why is the administration in charge not reacting? Why do the police, the securities, not take any resolution for these women, even when they complain? 